Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back. Inside Sources. Marty Carpenter sitting in for Boyd Matheson today. You know, when you dial 911, or we have some type of larger emergency, we all expect an ambulance, a police officer, some type of first responder to respond quickly. But in a particularly large uh, emergency situation, there are some challenges that pop up with helping those first responders communicate and uh, be in touch with one another. With technology changing so rapidly, how do we make sure our first responders not only get notified of an emergency, but are able to respond to an emergency and communicate with one another during those emergencies. Uh, Terry Tui is AT&T's president of the Mountain West States. Uh, she handles uh, external affairs, legislative affairs, including uh, a system called FirstNet that I don't think many of us are all that familiar with. So, Tara, first of all, thanks for taking some time with us this afternoon, and we appreciate you lending us some expertise. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Marty. It's good to hear your voice. And I'm uh, really pleased to be able to t tell you a little bit about FirstNet today um, and talk more about the network and make sure everyone knows, uh, you know, what the latest and greatest is for our first responders. Yeah, let's get right into that. Just give us the, the brief uh, primer on FirstNet. What is it? What is it used for? And how long has it been in place? Yeah, so following September 11th, the 9-11 Commission had identified gaps in emergency communications that were caused by overloaded cell networks, disparate radio systems from the different agencies who were responding to, you know, the 9-11 attacks and couldn't talk to each other. And so because of those breakdowns, the commission made recommendations, including uh, that there should be a dedicated communications network just for first responders. So in the years after that initial report release, public safety organizations and their associations came together to really encourage Congress to pass legislation establishing a reliable, dedicated, interoperable, and nationwide high-speed network dedicated to first responders. So there was actually a law passed that created the FirstNet Authority in 2012. And after the authority was created, they issued an RFP where AT&T was actually the only national wireless carrier to put forward a proposal 
that proposed a partnership between the federal government and AT&T's private um, consumer business to offer the use of our existing commercial network for first responders and then expand that network specifically based on the needs of first responders um, as identified by each state. And, you know, that really hits home here in Utah where I was one of the um, people from the FirstNet team who worked with Governor Herbert and the state's top public safety communications officials from both the state and local levels to really determine priorities for the needs of first responders in terms of wireless coverage and how we needed to expand the FirstNet network to meet their coverage. So we overlaid you know, our existing AT&T network coverage and collaborated to come up with a plan based on those needs and develop strategic first net builds out to really bolster that coverage. So even though it really came from a, a national effort, it's had a real big impact locally for our first responders. So at this point, how well prepared are we? How, how set are we in Utah? Does the, the first net system, is it where it needs to be? Is it still growing and expanding? Give us an idea there. Yeah, so, I mean, we've made a lot of um, effort in terms of expanding the network and um, really meeting the needs of first responders that were identified in that, you know, original meeting. So just this year alone in 2021, we've had a total of 31 new sites go live and as well uh, 19 other smaller focused sites that have been improved to meet, uh, you know, the, the needs of first responders. And most recently, I think a big one for anyone who has driven along the I-70 corridor was in Emory County, where that's going to be a huge one for law enforcement officials uh, who need coverage on on I-70. Um, another one that I'm really excited about is an American Fort Canyon. Um, we've seen just a huge increase in crowds going up American Fort Canyon for recreation who need the support of first responders. And so we've added wireless coverage all the way up to Tibble Fort Canyon through a partnership actually with UDOT and Crown Castle where we've deployed a distributed antenna system um, to, to cover the canyon there. And those are just a few examples, right, Marty? And we're excited to be working with public safety and really be providing the resources that they want to um, meet the needs of our first responders. Yeah. Can you give me just a, a brief example of a time when FirstNet in action made a difference? We probably got about 30, 45 seconds. Yeah. I mean, people might remember the Pat Creek fire in Moab last year, and then more recently the Marshall fire in Colorado, where we deployed staff and assets from Utah to help assist with that fire to really make sure that uh, public safety officials had the dedicated, you know, priority and preemption they needed to be able to um, deal with the fire. Yeah. Well, when you have an emergency, you want help and you want that help to be able to coordinate with the various facets of the help. <laughs> you want everyone to be on the exactly, same page. So exactly. this is just uh, so important and, and, and not to have, you know, I think we think back to like 9-11, if you tried to make a phone call, if you were around at that point and tried to check on somebody, phone lines were not readily open. And so mm -hmm. you think of a cell network that's going to be uh, flooded in an emergency, having something dedicated for emergency responders, a really important piece of infrastructure that I think so often we take for granted. So thanks so much for, for helping our audience understand a little bit more what's in place to help our, our first responders. Thank you, and I'm happy to help you anytime you need it, Marty. Appreciate the right. opportunity. Thanks so much. Tara Tui from AT&T. She's the president of the Mountain West States. They are the, uh, the carrier that is essentially the backbone of this first net 
system that helps our first responders. So uh, great information to get from her. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk about energy. People across the planet looking for greener sources of energy. What if I told you that there's a university right here in Utah at the forefront of developing one of those technologies? Uh, We'll be back with Weber State University President Brad Mortensen next on Inside Sources. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.